0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First and Orange podcast presented by the Denver Post. This is sports writer Kyle Newman, joined by my colleague Ryan Haller. Appreciate you listening in to today's show. We're going to be previewing the Broncos 53-man roster projection. Every single position group, breaking it down, offering some ins, outs, and analysis on everybody on Vic Fangio's squad. Heading into a pivotal year for Vic Fangio and the Broncos as they look to break a five-year playoff draw. So as we're recording this podcast, mandatory minicamp just finished up. Players heading into a bit of a lull here. But based off all your analysis, journaling, notebooking, Ryan, I know you've got a pretty good hold on this 53-man roster. Let's start off with the offense and the position everyone wants to know about, the quarterbacks. Who's in, who's out, and what's uh, your immediate take there?
1: Yeah, and overall on offense, usually I go 25 25- Offense, 25 defense, three specialists. I sort of mixed it up. Just the Titch going 24 on offense. And quarterback's easy. Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, as of now. Uh, Brett Rippin, uh, you know, I wouldn't make room for a third quarterback. I would, uh, you know, put him on the practice squad if he clears waivers. I think he'll start that last preseason game. You know, running back is where it gets interesting. I have them keeping four, uh, and, and this was all in Sunday's Denver Post and online as well, where you can get a little bit more analysis out of this. But, uh, you know, the first three, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, Mike Boone, are easy. Uh, do you keep Royce Freeman? Right now I do have him on the roster. Uh, what, what will be your take on Freeman?
0: Yeah, I think you keep him too. I mean, you're going to have some attrition there probably, as we saw last season. The combo of Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay was never could never really be a combo, especially early on, first half of the year, as they just they never really gelled We're in the same game together. So, I think you got to keep him as you know insurance behind your insurance. Who's Mike Boone? Who's obviously going to be a primary special teamer, a core special teamer, a break in case of emergency running back. Uh, in case Devontae or Melvin goes down. But if you have two guys go down, then I think you want Royce and his experience. You trust him over even a guy like Devontae Bellamy. I know he's impressed, you know, kind of in the past uh, as a reserve, as a practice squatter, but that's why I'm in agreement with you. You keep Royce Freeman on the roster. Yeah, and
1: and I don't think it's so much Freeman or another guy. I think it's three or four. Um, You know, if you don't keep Freeman, I think you – they just keep three tailbacks with Williams, Gordon, and Boone. So I, mean, I think Bellamy is going to be your camp camp back. He's going to get a lot of work in that third preseason game, maybe even a little bit in that first. Tight end, uh, one of the tougher decisions was Eric Saubert, who didn't participate in minicamp this past week. Um, I did not have him on the list. I had three tight ends, Noah Fant, Albert O, and then Andrew Beck is your fullback slash tight end. To me, if I'm the Broncos, I got some concerns about my depth there because Albert O uh, may be limited uh, throughout training camp with his ACL. Uh, you got to have confidence that Noah Fan has really advanced as a blocker in the run game, and then maybe this carves out a bigger role for Beck. So I went back and forth on that. I could easily see uh, Sobert making the roster, but for this one, I uh, didn't have him on there.
0: Yeah, and Beck's versatility also helping him out as a fullback of sorts. He can play in- – Different roles there for Pat Sherman, whatever he needs. But to your point, Ryan, the the depth there, an issue. I mean, Noah Fant uh, banged up a little bit last year. Albert O, like you mentioned, he's going to be a slow acclimation into this season. So it's a lot on Noah Fant's shoulders right now. Uh, especially with Eric Saber not really panning out with the, with the free agent signing earlier this off season.
1: Yeah. And I keep for Noah and again, I saw it during these mini camp and OTA practice that we were allowed to attend. He was, they had him running out routes. They had him running curls and crossers. His best catch that I noticed was a seam route 20 yards down the field for a touchdown that was delivered by Drew Locke. Think about Noah. He is a big, big man. And those guys don't go from first to fourth gear in two seconds. They need to be moving forward the football so he can make so he can do more damage after the catch and get that catch per average uh, total where it was as a rookie in the thirteen to fourteen range instead of where it was last year in the ten range.
0: Well, yeah, you know, last year we saw, like you mentioned, some of those play designs that just did not hit, get his like huge body mass moving downfield. Whether it was like little screens or whatever, that just didn't work out. I mean. Noah fan. Once he's moving downfield, very tough to stop. But he's got to he's got to get some some time and some routes to get going. So uh, let's move on to the outs here. The packed out room and some easy calls here. But then uh, maybe at the at the the final end of it, Deontay Spencer, his returning ability that seals his spot on the roster, obviously. And some of the uh, the fan favorites like K- Kendall Hinton probably going to get phased out.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I don't see how Kendall Hinton makes this team unless guys get injured. But Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick Locks, Tyree Cleveland brings a lot of special teams value, so he makes it. I think he's eventually going to be Tim Patrick's replacement next year when Tim hits free agency. Think about Deontay Spencer. I mean, kick returns in in this game are being phased out, but he does add something as a punt return. And really, if you cut him, then you got to go find another one who takes up a roster spot. Uh, So it's probably easier just to keep them instead of trying to, you know, bring on somebody else. Um, The question I got about having six receivers is they only had five active on game day last year. Um, Is Tyree the odd man out, even though he can provide special team value. Do they, do they have one less running back active or one less tight end? Well, that impacts maybe your run game a little bit. So uh, the decision I think on receivers is going to be who's active on Sunday more than who's going to make the initial 53-man roster.
0: First Orange Podcast, that's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman. Moving along here with our 53-man roster projection on the offensive side. So the O-line uh starters pretty much set, barring injury, of course. Bulls at left tackle, Reisner at left guard, Cushenberry at center, Graham Glasgow at right guard, and Bobby Massey at right tackle. Massey been dealing with a pectoral injury, but – fully expect him to start Ryan come week one. And then maybe some offer some thoughts on some of these guys you don't see making the roster, including Noah Loffenberg, the uh, homegrown guy, air force and undrafted free agent signing.
1: Yeah. and The first guy we'll talk about the guys that I have not making the team, you know, Cam Fleming's a veteran right tackle. If he doesn't win the starting job, I don't think you keep them. There, there's better ways to spend that money. Calvin Anderson is a less expensive version, even though some people in the Denver media mafia this offseason have made him out to be a legend. I mean, give me a break. He played one game. It wasn't very good. Uh, but digressing, you know, I could see Loffenberg being a guard on the practice squad, Patrick Morris being a center on the Patrick, uh, practice squad, and maybe Adam Himmelman, another rookie, as a tackle. The offensive line subplot going into training camp, is, is center really up for grabs between Lloyd Cushenberry and Quinn Miners, the rookie third-round pick. I just feel like Cushenberry showed enough in the second half of the last season with improvement that going with that continuity uh, should be their choice. And that means you have four starters back and then you add Massey has over 100 games starting experience. So, you know, I, I think it could be a decent offensive line. I think they have the best offensive line coach in pro football, with Mike Munchak, but uh, I think a key is another key is Riser's got to be better at left guard. He wasn't very good last year. You know, people will make excuses for him he had an ankle injury. Well, everybody's hurt. Guys perform better, so you know he has a, he's up for a contract extension after the year if he wants to be a
0: Bronco moving forward. He's got to be better this year. And one more thought on Garrett Bowles too, who was playing at a Pro Bowl clip last year, got snubbed, didn't didn't get the uh, nod for that game, but. If you're a Broncos fan, if you're Mike Munchak, you're hoping Bowles continues to elevate his play this year and turns in a bona fide, undeniable Pro Bowl campaign to protect whoever it is uh, his blindside, blindside, whether it's Locke or Bridgewater or A. Rod. You know, in, in best case scenario for for fans. So Garrett Bowles looking for that continued improvement, and he had some uh, some good thoughts on just how he's you know dealing with his the growth of his career and and also with his son recently diagnosed with a learning disability and, and how that's affecting him. So he's, you know, honestly, he's becoming uh, after, after the bumpy road, the first few years, he's, he's become one of my favorite Broncos, Ryan, I'll say it.
1: Well, he needs to be just, he needs to take another step in his development to justify that contract. Right. And here's the, here's the thing. He's going to be playing in full stadiums again this year. That means, you know, you got to be on your P's and Q's with your false starts, you know, make sure you limit those holding penalties. I mean, he sort of, that was the perfect situation for an ascending player last year was playing
0: in those empty stadiums. That's a good point. First in Orange podcast. That's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman. Appreciate you listening in. We are projecting the 53 man roster here. We'll switch now to the defensive side of the ball. We were just talking O-linemen. Now we'll talk some D-linemen. We got Shelby Harris, Mike Purcell, Draymond Jones as he projected starters jones and harris at the ends for sales at the nose and then the depth a little thin with shamar stephen marquis spencer and mctelvin ajim what are your thoughts on the guys you don't see making the team including deshaun williams who re-signed at the broncos last year a former draft pick
1: yeah and he ended up starting some games because of attrition he's the he was one of the tougher players that i didn't have on the roster but I went with draft picks over veteran free agents. That's Marquis Spencer, a seventh round pick McTelvin, a gym, a third round pick. Personally, I wouldn't I wouldn't, if a doesn't do anything in camp, I'd cut him. He's not my third round pick. He's the previous regime's third round pick, but the depth should be an issue after the top four Shelby Harris, Mike Purcell, Draymond Jones, your starters, Shamar Steven coming over from Minnesota has a lot of, uh, a lot of experience. So, He'll be a rotational player. But after that, to me, it just feels like this this leads Vic Fangio to play more dime where maybe he just has one defensive lineman on the field in passing situations. But these guys got to stand up against the run. And, uh, uh, you know, one thing that I could flip-flop on is having Deshaun Williams on the roster and Marquis Spencer as a seventh round pick would probably sail through waivers and put him on the practice squad.
0: Out to outside linebackers now. Out to outside linebackers now. Some obvious names on this one: Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Malik Reed, Derek Tuska, Jonathan Cooper, draft pick this year, and out some names probably Broncos fans won't recognize. Right? It's pre- pretty standard in out here, and and who we're going to see on this 53 on the outside linebacker core.
1: Yeah, I think they got some depth issues at edge rusher too. Yeah. Uh, you know, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, obviously the starters, but you know, Malik Reed will be a you know. He'll be the top backup, but after that, it's Dark Tuska, seventh-round pick in 20, Jonathan Cooper, who did not participate at all in the offseason program because of his heart procedure. And then after that, you have three uh, drafted free agents. So I mean, to me, I, I would have maybe drafted another one you know, later in day three who had some pass rush, but I have them keeping five because Tuska can give you a lot of uh, special teams value. And you know maybe Cooper, uh, I think Cooper makes the team because you know where he was drafted. I think somebody would claim him off uh, waivers. And you know inside linebacker, I had them keeping four: Jewel and Johnson, the starters, and then sternat and Browning. You know you keep Baron Browning. He didn't do anything in the offseason program either because his leg injury. But uh, you know uh, you know a guy like Josh Watson could
0: make the team as a special teams guy. I don't have him on the team right now though. Out to the secondary, where most pundits and myself included projecting the Broncos to have one of the top secondaries in the league, especially after all the offseason shuffling, drafting, et cetera. There, at cornerbacks, we got Pastor Tan the second, Ronald Darby, Kyle Fuller, Bryce Callahan, Michael Ojemudia, and Sang-Bassi. Safeties: Justin Simmons, Cream Jackson, Jamar Johnson, Caden Stearns, and P.J. Locke. And why uh some analysis there for us ryan especially on some of those cuts at cornerbacks duke dawson Kerry vincent a draft pick this year and a safety trey marshall a special teamer safety past couple years you don't see him making the squad
1: yeah at corner um i thought the first five are in good shape um it's saying bassy come off his acl if he's on the pup list to start camp maybe he stays there for the first six weeks and that gives them some flexibility. Do you keep Kerry Vincent on the 53? If not, he'll go to the practice squad. Uh, at safety, you know, I had them keeping both rookies Johnson and Stearns, and then I had PJ Locke over Trey Marshall for one simple reason. PJ Locke's been able to stay healthy over since last year. Trey Marshall hasn't. Did not participate in minicamp last week. So, you know, when it's when it's a coin toss, I tend to give the the, the decision to a guy who's been healthy and is healthy. Uh And then, you know, specialists, there are no decisions to make. They got three on the roster. They cut the punter over the weekend. And, uh, you know, McManus, Martin, and Boba Moyer. Where I think the special teams become interesting is where will Tom McMahon find some core four guys? Tyree Cleveland can be one. Mike Boone can be one. Josh Watson, if he makes the team. Uh, But,
0: uh, you know, that's a subplot as well. Head to DenverPost.com Broncos for expanded analysis on the 53-man roster projection. And, of course, more Broncos coverage even throughout this dead period coming up in late June and early July. Appreciate you listening in to today's show. That's been Ryan O'Halloran alongside Kyle Newman. Till next time, folks, on the First and Orange podcast, take it easy.